Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies will disappear, we survive physical death. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And if you're on YouTube right now, you are realizing this is one of the special video episodes. They are rare and they are special. If you're listening on Another way on on another podcast site, and you want to just go to We Don't Die Radio on YouTube, you can find this wonderful episode and watch us live. In fact, there'll be a link to it in the description of this episode. I'm excited to introduce you to co-founders of AfterlifeData.com, VoicesAcrossTheVeil.com, and AfterlifeLibrary.com. Today, we have Michelle Zubbo and Dennis Grega. Michelle is a Reiki master, teacher, researcher, artist, author, musician, and herbalist. Dr. Dennis Grega has a PhD in research psychology, has worked extensively with databases, and enjoys the esoteric arts. They are both passionate about helping others understand the nature of non-physical reality. Michelle and Dennis and I have become friends the past couple of years, and along with the great folks at AREI, that's the Afterlife Research and Education Institute, we are brainstorming new and fabulous ways of getting the most comprehensive afterlife data out to all who are searching. Michelle and Dennis, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Hi, Sandra. Thank you. I feel like saying We Don't Die Radio and video. (laughs) It is rare to do a video episode, but I've learned with three of us, it actually helps because we don't trip over each other's words so much. And we are recording this around Valentine's Day 2019. And not that this has to be a Valentine's episode, but I am wearing red and it's really important to remember love talking about the afterlife. So welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra. Uh, Yeah, I've got to agree with you. Um, You know, actually doing it around Valentine's Day is very cool because, you know, all there really is is love, right? I mean, that's it. You know, yeah, you have your ups and downs in life and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes you get angry and everything else. But when it's all said and done, that's all there is left. So perfect timing. (laughs) Love is a lot. It feels good. I think it's the energy that connects us with the unseen world. I think it's the energy that creates things in our life. Dennis, before we start, any uh, you want to put in your ten, two cents on love? Um, it never ends. <laughs> That's beautiful. That is two cents. Thank you. And it's true. It is so true. Uh, when we experience the loss of a loved one or the physical loss, You know, it's so easy to buy into what our often ego wants to tell us is that's it, they're over, it's done, but it never does end. We do have this connection. And over the 20 years of me researching it and both of your researches, I know you've got some good information to share about why you believe that life never ends. So which one of you would like to go first, talking about maybe your background and how you got into this and how you got connected before we get into everything it is that you guys saw. <laughs> well, I don't know, Dennis, should I start? How's that? <laughs> Ladies first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, I've been 
really interested in all types of different things. You know, I, I was born up, I was brought up in a Christian church and a congregational church. So it was kind of a calm kind of Christian upbringing, you know, nothing too extreme. Um, but I was always kind of, you know, wanting to learn more. So, you know, I got into things like yoga and, you know, different types of exercises and meditations and, you know, even different types of belief systems and things like that. And, um, you know, then this whole afterlife thing kind of came up about, you know, oh, it's about 11 years ago. We actually just celebrated 10 years of afterlife data. You wow. know, it was 10 right. years ago, January, that we launched it. So it's been pretty amazing since then. Um, but, you know, just all the different information that's out there, and there's a lot of it, but it's not available unless you really go looking for it you know it's kind of not the mainstream thing right? right but when you start looking for it and you start reading about information you start researching and especially you know what we did with afterlife data to take those 265 topics and cross research with a whole bunch of different authors and it just became so obvious that you know this is not it you know, there's so much more. And when you start to realize that, you really do live your life differently. Oh, big time. That's so important. Yeah. Let's, do, let's, before we delve too much into you guys mm -hmm. personally, let's talk a little yeah. bit more about afterlifedata.com. Sure. Because you are right. There is a ton of information available, mm -hmm. but where do people start? And it's a really great home base for all things afterlife. Yeah. I, I think it's really important that people realize that just like anything else, there's good information out there and there's not so good information out there. So the important thing is to learn as much as you possibly can, because when you start to do that, you start to just intuitively realize, you know, what the good stuff is and what the not so good stuff is. So that's really, really important, you know, to just kind of dip your toe into this and just say, you know, oh, you know, I'll believe it if somebody gives me 10 reasons why it, you know, it, it's not really going to work. You know, you really do have to experience things. You have to really delve into it and think about it for a while and understand it. You know, a lot of people, when we um, went to the AREI symposium the year before last, um, we, I had some people come up to me and say, I just want to know what you know. It's like, but it's taking me almost 10 years to get here. So, you know, I can't just impart all this information to you in, you know, a quick little dissertation and you know, then you've got it, right? So you really do have to take the journey to experience the information and to understand it and to internalize it for yourself because everybody's going to have a different journey and everybody's going to believe things from just a little bit of a different angle. Yeah. Absolutely to that. Go ahead, Dennis. That's one of the things that are, um, it, it's important in terms of where you're coming from because the information that we have covers a lot of different topics and you've been taught many different things in terms of what to believe. Uh, you know, what happens after death, what happens uh, during the time of transition. You know, we've been, we've been inculcated with uh, 
various scientific beliefs where most of the beliefs are uh, atheistic or agnostic, where there's no belief in uh, an afterlife, or it's not worth, you know, taking a look at because there's no evidence for it from a, an experimental uh, paradigm. Or from organized religion, where if you go into the scriptures and the, and the holy books, uh, there's very little description of what the afterlife's actually like. And so the basis there is to believe on faith. So people are coming from uh, different backgrounds, different belief systems, and they come to, you know, a site like ours that says, you know, we've heard communications from people that have already died, supposedly. And they're telling us, you know, what the afterlife is actually like. And so you take this in, and, and some of it is, um, uh, it will challenge you. It's going to challenge your current beliefs. And so, as Michelle says, it takes some time. It takes some time to break down the old beliefs and to be open to possibly new ones. And but once you start to get the feel for the amount of evidence that there is, and there is, it's, it's overwhelming at this point. Uh, there's no doubt. You know, at some point, there'll be a change, and you'll start to say, you know, this stuff is real. And, and then it changes your life. It just changes the way you operate in, in reality now. You know, all the old beliefs start to melt away, and all of a sudden they get replaced with ones with hope, with not only hope but knowledge. And now that you know, uh, it, it's a whole different thing. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to bring these sites online because it brings together a wealth of information so that you can, you know, look at different parts, you know, of, of things that, you know, you're kind of concerned about and get information and then weigh that with what you've been taught and then make an evaluation and a decision. That's great. And it is about the journey that I've found because I know this information was out there and just reading books for me um, was great, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't enough. I actually had to bounce all of these things against my value system, my beliefs. Man, I've taken courses in just about everything. And you could have never convinced me in the reality of evidential mediumship unless not only did I have a great medium reading, but I actually took a course in mediumship reading. And every now and again, I can be very accurate trying to do a reading on someone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trance mediumship, I would have never bought into that people close their eyes and someone could speak through them. Same thing with physical mediumship. Uh, Electronic voice phenomena. Until I recorded my own voices and very clear and accurate of people coming through, I would never believed it. However, my journey has been from fear of death, fear of life, to just this unbelievable joy and power mm-hmm. for living my life. And I, and I ask, you know, I usually ask this of listeners and now viewers to, um, yeah, it's not one-stop shopping. You get an email and, or you meet somebody at a conference and you get all the details. I mean, it's your personal journey and they're all unique. So follow that, that you're passionate about, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the change is actually going to be something that 
you know, you're going to do for yourself. You know, right. All, all that we, we do and that you do is present the information. And then whoever's listening to it or whoever's reading it, whoever tries to do it, needs to take it in and see what happens. Yeah, I think we are on the cusp of something really great as far as in humanity. And I, I tell this story a lot, but back in the early 1900s, you know, people laughed at two brothers called Willie, uh, Orville and um, Wilbur Wright. You know, there's no way people could get in the air. And, you know, new things, it takes, you know, the first thing that happens is people deny it, they laugh at it, and then they kind of get angry and really make fun of people. And then the next stage in all of it is it becomes normal, like it's always been. And so, you know, we're not living a hundred plus years ago when people laughed at these guys, but now we're living in a time where we couldn't imagine life without air travel. And so I, I believe really big things are going to happen within our lifetime in the not too distant future. But can you guys even imagine a hundred years from now when afterlife communication is normal and they're looking back at 2019 thinking, I can't believe the whole world didn't believe. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it, it is. So let's uh, just, if one of you guys just talk through when people go to afterlifedata.com, what can they find and how can they best utilize that site? Michelle, go ahead. Sure. <laughs> so if you go to Afterlife Data, the first thing you'll realize is there's a lot of text. I'm sorry, you got to read. <laughs> um, it's, you know, we, in this world of kind of instant gratification and, you know, a lot of information coming at us and, you know, lots of videos now, just like this video, right? Right. Um, it, it's hard for us to just kind of sit back and read a little bit. So the first thing I would say to people is, you know, there's 265 life after death topic questions here. That's a lot of questions. It's not a one time sit down, you know, just kind of read through it real quick. Go in there on the homepage. You can see all the basic sections, open those up and take a look and see what interests you. So, you know, let's say, you know, you're interested in, say, you know, just the general topic of the afterlife. And if you go in there, we have things like arrival in the spirit home, um, deciding not to move ahead, human form, that there's no judgment in heaven, individuality, soulmates, children in heaven. I mean, there's all this information on there, right? So take a look at those topic questions and think to yourself, well, okay, what, what interests me? and start from there. You know, there's no one place that you have to start with afterlife data. Just start reading about it. You know, and if you've only got five minutes, then pick one, go in, read it, and then go about your day. And then maybe the next day you're interested in another topic, go in there and pick another one. So just don't try to go there and, you know, read everything because it's overwhelming and you need time to think about the information and you need time to maybe even go and do your own research. You know, we don't have an exhaustible list of sources on here. Eventually, maybe we'd like to. But <laughs> um, it's, you know, it really is something that you have to just kind of take in little pieces and digest and uh, think about. So, 
you know, we talk about the, uh, the general sections are, you know, the death experience for adults, the death experience for children, transformation from human to spirit, the afterlife, of course, uh, reincarnation and life on earth. So, and all of those are broken down into those 265 topic areas. So there's a lot of information and it's all free for anybody to go on and take a look at. Oh, that's beautiful. And you have afterlifelibrary.com too. How does that differ? Mm -hmm. What's that about? Well, Afterlife Library came about because when we were doing afterlife data, we picked specific sources that we, we knew we were very well respected and reliable sources for the afterlife data information. But there was also a lot of other sources that we didn't use that were still important, but maybe didn't you know, quite have the information that we were looking for, for afterlife data. But that doesn't mean that the information wasn't important. So we decided, well, let's create afterlife library so that people know about these other sources that they can go and they can look through. Um, some of the popular categories on afterlife library, um, and we have this little um, word map, right, that uh, takes a look at, you know, people's, you know, when they visit and what they're interested in. And it'll, you can see it right on the homepage. So the most interested topic is paranormal and psychic phenomenon. So that's the thing that people are looking for on Afterlife Library. And then there's things like dreams and Buddhism and GRS Mead, uh, Irvin Laszlo. You know, some of these are topics and some of them are authors. And then it goes down to uh, consciousness and reincarnation, religion, epigenetic biology, science. You know, so there's all types of different categories of information here. Um, the, if you go through and browse the um, entire library, you'll see that it's split up into afterlife, consciousness, paranormal, reincarnation, religion, science. And then we actually have writer collections. So we've taken and organized that same information by the writers themselves. So you can just go in there and you can browse around. You can certainly do a search. Um, on the homepage, we have a little random thing uh, that says, look at what the universe picked for you. And there's five books there that universe has just randomly picked. That's <laughs> fun. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. We yeah. figured we'd put a little fun into it. I, the other thing, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I just want to say, just to be responsible, every so often we've got a, a glitch in the system with our, it, it could be my wireless at home, but what's funny, and I'm sorry for anybody viewing that if you have any hesitations there, but back when Disney World opened, whatever year that was, I remember being a kid and they had this thing called the Carousel of Progress and they said, someday we are going to be communicating face to face. And they had very much what we're doing right now. And I remember being a kid going, I, I can't even imagine that's possible. And there's even a display. Someday there'll be a computer in every home. And there was a little boy sitting in front of this giant computer. And in the course of my lifetime, this is what we're doing. And so, so what that we have a little shaky connection every now and again. But could you imagine in another 25 years, we're connecting with our loved ones in the afterlife using something like this? I just had that yep. thought. <laughs> and then like it's always been. So anyways, back to you. But I just. Yeah. That's how fabulous. Great <laughs> that be? 
Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> the other thing that we have on Afterlife Library is we, you know, we get a lot of questions through Afterlife data. Um, we get lots and lots of emails from people around the world. And a lot of those answers to those questions that people have asked us have become kind of a question and answer thing on Afterlife Library. So you can go to this area where you have beginner questions and then something that's a little bit more advanced um, that are personal guides. So at the beginner questions, there's different types of things we address, like, you know, what is astral projection? What is death? You know, why do some scientists, what do some scientists say about the afterlife? Um, and a bunch of other things, um, you know, what is past life regression, EVP? Does reincarnation really exist? You know, all those different things. And we actually suggest books that people can go and read on those things, you know, after we've answered the question for them. And the same thing with the, you know, a little bit more advanced uh, questions too. So it's really a nice complement to afterlife data to kind of take you that step further to say, okay, you know, what else can I learn? Excellent. Dennis, you have anything you want to add? No, other than uh, in afterlife data, we've taken uh, readings from uh, mediumistic communications, automatic writing, which is a type of mediumship, uh, channeled uh, readings, you know, like the Seth material, uh, between life regression and past life regression. And we've taken the writings from those different areas and compared the consistency of the information on those 265 different topics. And so we found that the accuracy or the agreement between these different areas was almost 95%. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know that you can find that even among uh, two car mechanics uh, looking at your car to agree on what's wrong with it. <laughs> you know, so it, it's really, and this goes over uh, almost, two, well, about 150 years to from the 1800s up until current day writings. So we're talking about a long period of time where there's been different communications during the different periods, and they agree in terms of what what death is like, what the transition's like, what the afterlife is like, whether there's reincarnation or not. You know, and so there's something to be said about having that kind of information coming from disparate sources, and they're agreeing with each other. So that was one of the main things that was really convincing for us when we were going through it, because we really didn't know what to expect. You know, we, we thought maybe things were going to be all over the, uh, the landscape, and we found out that, no. <laughs> yeah, People that's... were saying pretty much the same thing. That's true. Even uh, one of the things people ask me about often is near-death experiences. There can be as many different near-death experiences as there's human beings that have ever walked on planet Earth. And yeah. and all that's fine, because I think there still is a part of us that's still connected to our bodies yeah. etherically until we go on to the other side. But there's a lot of common things that happen to all or that may. So it's and it's for anyone viewing or listening right now, it, again, go on your own personal journey because your soul, your life is for a purpose and you'll find those things that you're more passionate about. There's a reason to it and bounce things off 
your own truth. You create your own truth. I don't believe 100% what a lot of my friends believe in in the world of afterlife things. And so what? How do these things impact me in my life and what I'm up to? And I want before we get talking about voices across the veil, because that's a, a magnificent thing, I just want to ask each of you, since you started this journey of discovery and sharing, how has your life changed or improved from maybe before you got interested in, is there an afterlife? Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> um, I, I think you really start to be able to remove yourself from, you know, often crummy situations, right? Um, you know, maybe your, you know, your knee-jerk reaction, you know, maybe, you know, 20 years ago, right, would have been, to yell back at somebody or, you know, say something horrible or, you know, whatever. Um, I found myself that, although sometimes I can still do that, you know, we're not all perfect, (laughs) Um, that I'm able to see it almost as a third party kind of hanging out over here, you know, and realize what a situation is for what it is. And, maybe be able to see not just, you know, the bad things about that, but maybe what it's teaching me or what I meant to learn from something like that. Right. Um, One of the things that, and I'll speak for Dennis as well on this, and I don't think he'll argue with me, but he can after I finish talking (laughs) Um, is that we're all responsible for our own reality. We're responsible for everything that we're in. Whether it's good or bad, it, it doesn't make any difference. We are responsible for creating our own reality. And that's a big, that was a big thing for me. Because before, where I might have been the victim, I now say, wow, how and why did I create that? You know, and especially when it's a it's a bad situation. Maybe there's a health problem, or maybe there's a real conflict with someone, or whatever. The point is that you create these things, and I think oftentimes that's very difficult for people to swallow, especially when they're in a really bad situation. You know, they they feel very victimized, and I would say that's one of the biggest things that's changed for me. Yeah, that sounds great. And this is one of those things where I'm aligned in that to an extent, but I um, empower you. I also look at responsibility. Oh, I think this might be one of the places we're getting one of those little glitches. Mm. Um, hopefully, hopefully everybody can hear me. I think we had a little hiccup there. Um, but for myself, I look at it very much the same way in order to be responsible and empower me for my life. I know there's some cases of some really awful things that happen. So I do think there are other players and we can't always be in charge of whether our child gets sick or a car accident and things, but we can use every circumstance to empower us for, for living our best life. And when, when I am in one of those roles of making someone wrong, I say, like, if I, say there's a tree down and I am late for a meeting while I'm driving. 
I, I can spend an hour making somebody else wrong instead of saying, ah, Sandra, you chose to go this route. <laughs> so yes, um, a lot of people do believe that we have soul plans and I think we do coming into this life, whether it's all mapped out or not, I'm not sure. But like you say, everything we can use to empower ourselves and learn from. So I think that's really, that's really great. Dennis, how about you? Um, complete uh, collapse of fear. Uh, no longer any fear about anything. Um, also, a, uh, a feeling or a knowledge that we're basically in a training ground. We're learning how to manipulate energy. And so I've learned how to, or I'm still learning, how to become basically in the present. And that the point of power is in the present. And that, like Michelle, I'm all the way in terms of I create my reality completely, 100%. And I believe that's true for everyone. Uh, Obviously, there's interactions and, you know, there's collections of energy that form you know, societies and governments and so forth. But our own individual reality, I feel we create it. And for me, that's what I've been learning uh, to do. Uh, Prior to that, uh, yeah, I was reset by events that I thought were out of control in a chaotic universe that was created by accident. No longer. You know, it's uh, everything's for a purpose. Everything's for a reason. And because of that, you can now determine your own reality from my perspective is that I I'm creating my reality. And so I take the time now to uh, determine what I'm going to do and what I'm going to manifest next. It's a, uh, it's a complete freedom. Um, the, the freedom of knowing that you're in a safe universe. There's nothing to worry about. You're never going to die. You never died in the first place. You, and you were born, you were, you were alive before you were born. So with that kind of knowledge, um, you know, it's just, it, it just is. I, I just am, you know, and, it, and it's fun. And every day is exciting and you look with wonder as to what, what you're going to be doing or what you want to do and what you're determined to do. So anyway, that's how it's changed. That's great. You know, remember being a kid where every dream was possible and we, we, we didn't want to take naps. We wanted to wake up as soon, get out of bed as soon as our eyes opened and we didn't want to go to bed at night. And I think by really being invested in this and not just exploring this for yourself, but giving back, you guys are serving humanity in so many ways and you get to actually see people transform through Voices Across the Veil and your afterlifedata.com, afterlifelibrary.com. And you get to know people, you know, just to see their lives bloom. And it really does have that potential. And even though I may not live every day excited to get out of bed and, you know, we all still have an ego that might want to hit the snooze button or want to buy into the fact that, or it wants to convince us that we are just our bodies you know, we, you make yourself part of communities uh, like our friends at the AREI, the Afterlife Research and Education Institute. You become, you know, they have beautiful Zoom meetings and things like that. You become part of this community. You go to live conferences. You participate in things like Voices Across the Veil. It reminds you of who we really are. So I think it's, it's great. And, and I have many more days of 
getting out of bed and being excited and not wanting to go to bed at night and certainly not taking a nap um, because I've been personally invested in this as well. So if we, you don't mind, let's talk about Voices Across the Veil. What is that? It's great. All right, Dennis, you're up first on this one. Uh, Voices Across the Veil came as a result of getting uh, many emails from people around the world that had visited Afterlife Data and Afterlife Library and wanted um, to communicate with the medium or you know, communicate with their loved ones. And since we didn't know mediums from all around the world and everyone was in different locations, um, after uh, Voices Across the Veil came as kind of a natural result that we would bring the mediums to them and make it available and affordable and make sure that the mediums that we had had great experience and they could provide evidence. And uh, that's what's happened. Um, we're now going into our fifth year. And we've had astounding sessions of information coming through that has just, you know, blown people's minds. You know, uh, just when we did uh, the symposium at AREI in 2017, we had, you know, uh, analyzed the data. And we found that up to 9% of the people that have participated in Voices sessions who were unsure or not sure uh, of the afterlife became said yes they were sure you know that, that's a significant percentage of people from just participating in a session like that and we also found that like 86 percent of the people had recognizable communi accurate communications so you know that's a high percentage so that means that you know the information coming through you're going to recognize it and you're going to be able to communicate with those people that you no longer see physically, but now know exist still non-physically. And it's, it's just a wonderful program. Yeah, share with us what it looks like, because I mean, or how people would access this, because is this something we have to live go to, or do we do this on the computer? You, um, all of the after, uh, Voices Across the Veil sessions are online. So they just use a little bit of video conferencing software um, and they just get online and it's a small group session. You know, we range any place from two people to six people and um, the medium gets on as well as either Dennis or myself or sometimes both of us. And the medium just starts delivering messages. And it is really fabulous. If I could... I just want to read to you a couple of things that people from Voices Across the Veil sessions have said, because some of them are really amazing. And, um, you know, we had somebody who said, um, let's see, I'm just kind of scrolling through them here. <laughs> um, the nature of one reading and giving the edge of grief and the transformation I am currently going through, it is truly life-changing. I hope that gives you appreciation for how critical the work you're doing is to our evolving state of consciousness. That was fabulous. I mean, you know, it truly helped this woman, you know, move forward, which is terrific. Another lady said, uh, immediately after the session, I asked my 16-year-old if she had written a poem or a song or letter to grandma after she had passed. 
Now, the medium had mentioned this letter during the reading, actually a poem. And the 16-year-old had never told anybody about it. She had put it, I think she said, in a little box under her bed or something, never told anyone. And she was completely taken aback because it was something she had done and never told anyone at all. And the medium knew that this letter or poem existed. Um, another lady said, I believe the information that came through about my son identified him and I feel he was contacted by the medium. My son did not believe in life after death. Guess he didn't know everything after all. Oh. <laughs> um, that another person, uh, that was amazing. This is right after the session. Uh, because of you, I am finally going to have a real night's rest. I will no longer doubt my marriage, and my life is now going to change for the better. Beautiful. Yeah. And one last one I'll leave you with. Uh, this was actually from uh, Craig Hogan, who, of course, you know, is the president of AREI. He had sat in on a session as well when we first were starting to get to know him. And um, he said, the readings were excellent. My own had many evidential statements. Listening to the other participants' readings was uplifting and interesting. So, you know, we've never had anybody come back and say, oh, that was horrible. <laughs> you know? Does everyone get a reading that is in the group? So if there's six of us, does everybody yes. get one? Yes. Okay. The only caveat I would put on that is if somebody is there and is energetically holding something from coming through, um, you know, as well as I, Sandra, that when, you know, energy is very subtle. You know, even when you have things coming through for yourself, like when I do Reiki sessions, I have things coming through and I have to be, I have to step lightly because you have to just listen carefully and try not to second guess, right? So all of this information is, can be very subtle. And when somebody is energetically blocking that information, it can be difficult to have readings. So what the mediums usually do is have everybody kind of relax and do a little bit of visualization first, just to get them to, you know, kind of put aside any energetic blocks that they may have. And usually comes off wonderfully. So yes, well, I know really, too, really good stuff. In the beginning of me and in, in mediumship, I didn't want to mm -hmm. tell anybody anything about me and not that you have to, mm -hmm. But there's a difference going into one of these things with a fear and a block as opposed to, yes. I'm going to let my personality shine. I'll get to know this person and, and be open and, and come yeah. from that point of view. Um, yeah. I know, you know for anger, oh. grief, any of yeah. those things, you know, that, because there's such powerful emotions mm. and, and they can really take over everything that's going on. Yes. And I know with yourselves and with the mediums that you use, you're friendly, you're good people, you care, and that resonates. And I do think if there may be a block that, that really helps people go, you know what, these are good people. These, this, is, this is a safe space. And I like the fact that there are other people also in the room, whether it's one or many, because, mm -hmm. you know, you get a, a couple of bits of information for yourself or more, you know, that's great. But then also to hear the other people, what they get. I mean, you, you feel it. You, it just resonates. Like this is the real deal. Our loved ones are there. And I think we all know, even the person listening or watching right now, grief has the potential to kill us. And, and I don't, I mean, 
Yes, physically. I mean, there's an unbelievably high suicide rate among the grieving. But not only that is I have met people, and I'm sure you have too, that maybe 30 years ago, someone close to them physically died and they stopped living. They stopped having hope. They just, you know, one lady I knew was in her house for six months. It didn't leave after her husband died. And God bless her adult daughters. They, they left a copy of my book in the lady's house and she didn't want to read it. She was threatening to throw it away, but she ended up opening it up. And within not too long, she was out country line dancing again. And it got her on her journey to look for more evidence. Mm-hmm. So it gives it people also, life. It, yeah. it also affects the, uh, the people that are transitioned too, because they are pulled from the, with the grief back to earth, or it keeps them actually from going on and, and doing other things uh, learning other things in the afterlife. Uh, there's a lot of reports of that, that the grief has, you know, kept some spirits earthbound uh, and trying to stay close and trying to uh, help those that they left behind. Um, you know, and, and part of that is the fact that part of the grieving is not knowing, you know, not knowing what actually happened, whether they're still alive or not. If you knew they were still alive, and that, you know, you could communicate with them, you wouldn't have the same level of grief that people do have. And that, you know, uh, we have reports uh, from those in the afterlife that say that, you know, what they do is they feel the emotions of Earth. They feel the energy emotions. And the grief ones really do pull them and tie them, uh, tie them to the Earth and make them want to come back and, 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 there's things that they want to do in the afterlife. You know, there's, there's learning, there's classes, there's, there's environments there that they want to explore, but they feel tied to the earth. And some even stay to the closer earth planes because of that, uh, where they can actually move on if they wanted to. Um, so there, it goes both ways, <laughs> you know, in terms of the grief. Yeah, you say that about them moving on. Do you believe that even if they move on, they can still come back to visit and come oh, back yeah. through mediums and things like that. It's not like they move on and off they go. We, you know, they right. can still be part of our lives. Oh, sure. And they always will be, uh, for sure. But there are different, you know, planes of existence, too, where they can move on. And, they, and we actually have multiple bodies that are living on these different dimensions. I don't want to get into that now. Yeah, that's heavy stuff. <laughs> but for those people that are interested, and that that's information that you can find, afterlifedata.com. I mean, it's really fantastic. And even for myself, you know, it's it's all about our journey. So you're going to find different things that you're interested in. Do you guys each have an area, if you were to go to afterlifedata.com, that you have your own special areas right now that you're investigating for yourselves? Yeah, I'm looking in terms of uh, the afterlife dimensions and uh, getting a, uh, a map together in terms of what it's like. Uh, there's, you know, millions of different levels of the afterlife and different communities of vibrationally compatible people. And I, I'm trying to learn more in terms of what goes on there and what can be done and uh, so that we can actually present more of that information on, on the sites. Excellent. Excellent. Michelle? 
Uh, that's a really tough one to answer for me because I tend to go all over the place. <laughs> Dennis, with his you know PhD and all his you know reading and researching and you know doing all of that schooling, I think serves him really well with that because I tend to you know go and grab information and then you know mosh it around in my head really quick and say, oh, okay, that means this, right? where he'll go and he'll do every single bit of detail and he'll remember most of it too, which is amazing to me. <laughs> I'm more of that kind of, uh, you know, get it all together and say, okay, this is what that means. <laughs> right. So um, I, I would say probably the thing that is interesting me the most right now is what actually happens after we get to that afterlife, all right, calling it the afterlife. It almost seems a little bit weird because it's all part of life, right? Right. Um, but, you know, we know what happens here, right? Because we're living it, we're existing in it and all of that. Well, what happens when we're actually there? What, are we ex what do we experience there? So that's the information that I'm starting to really get interested in. And of course, you know, on this plane, because all of it's connected, um, just the energetic work, because of my Reiki work and the um, spiritual coaching and things that I do, I really find it fascinating some of the energetic uh, experiments that have been done. Uh, for example, you know, Gary Schwartz, of course, did you know, the energy experiments, right? The information in that book is astounding. I mean, it really is amazing. I started reading it. And hold on a second. I want to just grab that. Yeah. While, while you're grabbing it, I'm going to just share with everybody what's new for me. I don't know if Michelle can hear me. Okay. So I started rereading this book. Okay. <laughs> and here's, here are my notes. <laughs> wow. So, you know, let's see the front cover. Can you turn yeah. it? Yeah. These are all, you know, places where, there was significant information that I felt was really important to understand. So there is so much information out there again, you know, and, you know, just knowing about this one little book, if you're interested in energy work at all, you know, you could just go and find out so much more. Right. So, you know, those two things I think are the two things that are driving me right now. Oh, beautiful. I was just going to share when you took your headphones off, you didn't hear me, but mine, I thought, oh, I'll have a minute to talk about me. No. no. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. No, yes, I'm, and please. I'm teasing. Uh, <laughs> anybody who knows me, I just love to play and I love to share, which is what I'm interested in doing right now. On a personal level, mm -hmm. I am so interested in the world of like trance mediumship and physical mediumship. And, but it, it, the point with me that I have so much and you know, I'm a conference junkie. I love, um, I love going to symposiums and things like that, that it's time for me to start my own events. So just a little, little plug for we don't die Orlando.com end of March, uh, 2019. I'm bringing together mediums, trans medium, physical medium, a spirit artist who draws pictures of, of loved ones information about shared death um, 
shared crossings, shared death experiences, near-death experiences, EVPs, beautiful scientist Sonia Rinaldi from Brazil with her trance images and audios from the afterlife. And there's more great people as well. But just for a weekend to take, I don't, I can't get everybody that I know and love, but just a, a handful of people that I just know have integrity are the real deal. And to present the top information about the afterlife, have a transformational weekend. If you're grieving, um, it, it can really help the grieving experience and lift you to have that knowing or belief in the afterlife. So I'm not going to say any more about it. We don't die. Orlando.com is that website. And I would love anyone who's available to attend. It'll be great. And to you guys now, besides afterlife data, afterlife library voices across the veil, is there a way we can support you? Because I know you, like myself, do a lot of giving out of your own pocket, out of your own time. You never ask for anything in return. Um, what what can we do to support you? Or is there anything else we need to know about? Well, I, it's funny you should ask. <laughs> um, you know, of course, you know, visiting the websites and, um, you know, having a Voices Across the Veil session, you know, they're only $40, so they're not a lot. You know, you get to spend a good 15, sometimes a little bit more minutes with a really experienced medium. So if you've ever been kind of on the fence or, um, you know, maybe you just haven't had a reading lately uh, with the medium, you know, $40, I think, you know, we've tried to make it so that it's very affordable and we collect all the data from before and after questionnaires and aggregate that to understand this work better. So that's, you know, really, really important stuff. Um, we are also, um, you know, it's been 10 years. We've been doing all of this with, you know, very little to no pay on it because we believe that this information should get out there. But we want to do more with it. We really do. And that means that we have to devote more time. And when you do that, you have to take it away from someplace else. Because as much as we would love to live on Jupiter without, I don't know, how many hours in a day, <laughs> we just can't. <laughs> so um, we are creating a Patreon page, which people can go to and support. And it's, um, it's going to be live uh, by the end of this week. And that's going to be at patreon.com slash afterlife data. And if anybody would like to become a patron and help us with this work, uh, we would love your input, your support. Um, we're going to have a lot of information through the patrons only posts that patrons will get to see before anybody else. And also we'll get to have input on that information and be able to uh, ask questions about that information as well. So we hope to be able to build a really nice community there and really get this work moving forward even faster. Beautiful. Jenison, you want to add something to that? No, Michelle said it all. <laughs> it, it is true, though. I, I spend, I, you know, I have a day job catering. I work with my mom, mm -hmm. feeding the race teams. And for the past four years, it's been the money that I make from that. I use to support the radio show and uh, not just that because I want to just acknowledge I do 
I have just started a Patreon page myself. And Great. also there have been listeners that have kindly donated money just to help the cause. So mm-hmm. um, thank you to all those people who have given in the way you have, because it, it takes, you just never know who's going to be at Voice, in Voices Across the Veil or check out one of your websites, but it is literally life-saving information. I'm sure you, like me, have had visitors, participants, readers of my book, listeners of the show that have said, I was one step away from ending my own life. And then I found you, your book, your show, Afterlife Data, I had voices across the veil. You never know who you're going to impact. And and sometimes it takes a little extra money, honestly, to get to get to more people. So if you've got a couple of dollars to spend, it doesn't take much. I mean, go to um, Patreon, p a t r e o n dot com forward slash Afterlife Data, and then also in the description of this episode below, whether you're listening or viewing this on YouTube, you can, there'll be live links to that, Afterlife Data, Afterlife Library, VoicesAcrossTheVeil.com. Uh, Michelle, you had mentioned 15 minutes on, on Voices Across the Veil. Is mm-hmm. that 15 minutes per person based on how many people are in the, the room? Yes. yes. Okay. It's, it's been about that. Dennis, you've um, attended more of the sessions lately. Can you expound on that a little bit? The session we had yesterday, there was two people and, uh, the session went well over an hour. So each person got about 30 minutes, actually. And that was actually really generous of Lauren. That's, that's uh, fabulous. It was, it was so powerful. Everyone was crying. <laughs> the, it, the information was just astonishing. Um, uh, one, one person... You've got to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to... Uh, I mean, we have privacy that we want to make sure, except that information came through that um, confirmed that a suicide was not a suicide. Um, and there was suspicion that that was true. And so at least we got confirmation, confirmation from the other side that um, it appears a murder was committed. So That is fantastic to get that sort of information because I know there's something just as bad as grief is guilt. And Mm -hmm. as a parent, not knowing, did my child take their own life? Obviously they don't want their child to be murdered, but you know, that personal responsibility, how we impact each other's lives. So that's so great that you guys provided that voices across the veil for that to occur really the person that came through this only happened a few weeks ago Mm. uh, so she was still uh close to the earth uh one of the other reasons she came through is that her mother had disowned her uh, a few weeks before the event happened and so and she was having cardiac issues and she wanted to let her know don't feel guilty it didn't you know, I didn't commit suicide, you know, and um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we're getting information. I mean, as a matter of fact, over the last, I'd say, three years, the sessions have been deeper and deeper and more profound 
than uh, when we first started, when, when the mediums were getting used to the technology. Uh, the information that's coming through now is literally profound. It's, uh, it is changing people's lives. And I have to decompress after a, one of those sessions. It takes me a few hours just to, you know, become aware of what it is I just experienced because it's become a sacred moment for me now just to participate in an honor, just to be a monitor of these sessions. It really is amazing. Oh, thank you both so much. It is, you get to a point in your life that you've learned so much that it is just so natural to want to give back and then to be able to help people transform in their lives. And I love that about the two of you that you're doing that. So thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. I'm delighted. And to our viewer or listener, you, my friend are very, very special. You are. And even though you might be at the beginning of your journey or you could be 296 episodes into your journey, whatever that may be, just never forget you are a powerful soul. The home base for this website is we don't, for this website, for this radio show is we don't die radio.com. All 296 episodes are there. Someone recently told me that the podcast sites that they use to listen to these episodes only keep the last 100. There are uh, so many more. And like afterlifedata.com, there is loads of information. So I want to let you know, um, Dennis and Michelle's websites, afterlifedata.com, afterlifelibrary.com, voicesacrosstheveil.com, just very powerful places. And, you know, in 2019, it's $40 to attend one of those, which is cheap. Oh, thank you for offering that. Um, And there are resources. There are resources to start you or continue your journey. It's not one-stop shopping for anybody. Look to see what's in your heart and what's in your soul that you want to experience here in this lifetime. There's no wrong decisions. The only, I guess, wrong decision would be not taking any action to just get busy on something, you know, um, and to see how the your life unfolds. Any just closing thoughts, you guys, and then we'll wrap up the episode? Yeah, actually, I have something um, I would like to put in just a quick plug. Um, you know, you were saying that $40 is, you know, so reasonable for, you know, a reading. And it, that really is because of the generosity of these mediums. You know, they believe so much in what they do and the research that we're doing that they are willing to lower their rates. And these are mediums that charge hundreds of dollars an hour. You know, and they believe that this work is so important that they want to get it out to more people. And, um, you know, that right now we have um, three active mediums that are doing things that we have scheduled. Um, that's um, Denise Lascano, um, Lauren Bordolami Robbins, and Laura Mendelson. Um, and they have been just astounding. And, um, you know, I, I can't thank them enough for the commitment that they've made to the program and to this research. It really couldn't happen without them. Oh, excellent. So, 
Excellent. And, you know, another thing that you mentioned, Sandra, is, you know, you invited people to, you know, come and, you know, look at all of this information. And I want to just follow that up with, don't ever worry about how much maybe you don't know or you do know or whatever. Just come with an open heart and an open mind and just start looking at information. Things will start to fall into place for you and, you know, over time, but you must give it time because even though time doesn't exist, (laughs) we've heard that one before, right? Here on this plane, it does exist. And you do have to give this type of journey some time and you do have to do it with an open heart and an open mind. Well said, well said. Dennis, a final thought from you? I just want to thank you for having us on and providing an opportunity and a forum to be able to present this information and and talk with you. It's it's always fun to do that, and we have to do it more often. (laughs) Well, I think we will, because now just between the three of us and our viewer or listener, we have really become friends, the three of us. And uh, like the Wright brothers, we want to take on the world and There's so many people having great afterlife conferences, have great books, have great radio shows and more. And so we've just taken on our little special mission as to how we can get all these great people out there and to the people that are searching for it the most. So even though we don't have it spelled out how that's going to happen, that is our life purpose we're giving. And um, there's going to be really some great things in the future that we're going to brainstorm together to get the best, most cutting edge information about the afterlife, those who are doing some of the greatest work all together and to share that. So in closing, you've been listening to We Don't Die Radio. And today, We Don't Die Video. (laughs) My name is Sandra Champlain, and I'm always so delighted to be your host. This has really given me a life worth living, and I love sharing, and I I love it. So as a reminder for you, me, all of us, I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here is important. We can look at things through the lens of why is this all happening to me and being complainers or look from the lens as if I did create this, what do I have to learn from it? There's, there's so much that can happen when you take personal responsibility or you just choose to be responsible Um, for your, and it really helps with our own growth. So thank you for listening or for viewing and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.